Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the weekend. So relax and listen to some stories the whole family can enjoy. That's right. It's the Saturday Story Circle here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chapter 23 The morning came far too early for August Fenwick. The lifestyle of a supposedly indolent young billionaire was hardly the most regimented one could imagine, but there were appearances to keep up occasionally. He struggled briefly with the plush mattress on which he lay, his still-sleeping mind straining to comprehend the meaning of the sudden onrush of daylight. He pushed himself onto his elbows as Thompson the butler busied himself opening curtains without apparent provocation. "'Good morning, sir,' Thompson was as clipped and efficient as always. "'Thompson, what the devil time is it?' Fenwick said at last, squinting hard. Eight-thirty, sir,' the gentleman's gentleman said with a trace of sadistic smile. Fenwick shook his head to clear the first layer of cobwebs. "'And did anyone happen to make you aware of the time that I retired last night?' he said at last. "'There seems to be very little agreement on the subject, sir,' the butler said, busying himself with gathering his master's morning effects. "'Some were of the opinion that you graced us with your presence as early as a quarter to five. "'Others seemed certain that it was closer to six. "'It was six-fifteen, in fact,' Fenwick glared. "'As you say, sir. Like most of the household, I have long ago stopped keeping track of such matters.' "'Thompson stood beside the bed and held out a beautiful silk robe. "'Then what precisely makes you certain that I would wish—' "'Fenwick Laboratories, sir,' Thompson smiled, the board of directors meeting, "'is cancelled.' Fenwick said, throwing aside the bedclothes and taking the robe from Thompson as he rose. The butler sputtered slightly. "'But, sir, I heard no such thing,' he protested. "'No,' said Fenwick as he pulled the robe over his shoulders. "'But I imagine it will be when I don't show up.' "'But, sir,' Thompson protested, "'and I've never been entirely clear on why I need a board of directors, anyway. Not just one. I must have about twenty. Thirty-one, Thompson said, smoothing out the wrinkles in his master's shoulders out of habit ingrained by long years of service, one for each major corporate division. "'Aren't I the only shareholder?' the young man asked petulantly. "'Shall I have coffee sent up?' was the reply. "'No,' Fenwick said firmly. "'I'll take breakfast on the veranda and the papers.' "'But, sir, I'm not going, Thompson. You can't make me.' In an instant, each man became aware that they were playing out a scene they had acted since the wealthy young man was a small boy. Thompson interpreted this history as the upper hand in his favor. "'Shall I have the car wait out front, sir?' "'Aha!' the young man pounced, spinning on his heels to waggle his finger at the manservant. "'I've got you now. You can't have the car brought round.' "'May I ask why not, sir?' the older man was flustered now and barely concealing his annoyance. "'Because I've given Miss Baxter the morning off,' Fenwick said, his hands on his hips in triumph. "'You've—you've—' you've. "'Miss Baxter is, in her capacity as my chauffeur, often obliged to keep my hours. I told her to get some sleep.' "'Yes, sir,' Thompson fumed. "'I shall speak to Miss Baxter about this presently.' 
Fenwick glanced back over his shoulder as he moved to the next room to bathe. Do so, and it will be your last act in this house. Nothing about the man's voice suggested that he was joking. Thompson's spine stiffened. Yes, sir, he said gravely. And the board of directors? You go if you're that interested, Fenwick said coldly. If I may speak freely, sir. Fenwick turned to face the butler and said nothing. Your late father would never have shirked his responsibilities like this. There was a small pause. Thompson thought he saw a flash in his young master's eyes, but Fenwick was fully awake now, and an impassive mask spread across his face. Thompson could not have told, looking at that face, that August Fenwick felt anything at all. Wouldn't he? came the reply at last. Fenwick held his butler's eye hard for another moment, until Thompson mumbled something inaudible and backed out of the room. As Fenwick turned, he heard the distinctive bell of a private telephone line. The line was wired throughout the house, but Fenwick alone could activate the receivers with a key he carried at all times. He turned the key quickly and lifted the receiver to his ear. "'Go ahead,' he said. "'Mother Hen calling,' came a quiet female voice over the line. "'Report.' "'Agent 45 reports on the status of injured agent. "'Agent 33 is out of surgery and expected to make a full recovery.' Agent status? Unconscious, and likely to remain so for a day at least. Understood. Operative at the Chronicle reports developments on assignment. Hopes to have full report tonight. Understood. Out. Mother hen out, came the reply, and the line went dead. He hung up the receiver. He thought for a moment and was about to remove the key when the private line rang again. He answered quickly. Report, he said. Nice way to answer the phone, he heard Kit's voice soft and sleepy over the line. I told you to get some sleep, he chided. But you didn't say how. The newsie on the corner's got a real set of pipes. Sounds like this. There's some news. I was going to get a paper. You want I should come in? I want you should get some sleep, he said seriously. I love it when you try and talk rough, she yawned. You sure you don't need me? It was almost dawn by the time we got Gregor to the general. Dr. Carlson checked in. Sounds like he's going to pull through, by the way. Good news. Listen, boss, I'm here if you need me. She sounded serious. Kit, this newsy, what is he saying? She sighed. I'll be right in. If you don't stay in bed until noon, I'm benching you. There was a small pause. Think you're tough enough to do it? She said at last. Pretty sure, he smiled into the telephone. Leaving aside the fact that I'm a little curious, I'm a whole lot sleepy, so I'll humor you. Good night, Gracie. She said nothing more, but hung on the line to hear him put down the receiver first. August Fenwick's eyes narrowed. This didn't sound like a promising beginning to the day.